you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Previously on DDFP. So, Hank, how <laughs> yeah. does it feel when you waste $100 million? I didn't waste my no, own $100 million, but if I had done, I'd be feeling pretty angry right now. Tannehill hit on the release, and it's intercepted. A nightmare scenario for Miami. I come back on the show, it's like I'm going to see my stepdad again. Wow, it shows a lot of respect, too, because he has it in his contract that he only sits right there. Big Ben <laughs> is the real deal. He came from an accident. He oh. ate a Buick. He, he tried to ate get a Buick, a Buick <laughs> come back, and throw a touchdown. He, in fact, uh, late in his career now, looks like he did, in it's fact, eat a Buick. I've always been a huge Cam Newton guy, but he is the Yeah, street. you sound like it. I had him in the top five last year. Lifetime now, football baby goes to a glistening. 37 and 15. But check, you're brainwashing your kid. I feel like it's a horror movie. You can't <laughs> use that kind of voice talking to a baby like that. That baby has some big kahunas. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Important note, we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com slash podcasts, and beyond. Look for the video on YouTube and NFL.com. But as I said last week, and I want to say again now, I get your tweets. Hit me up, at Damashek. Be a part of the conversation. And part of the conversation is audio listeners, people who like listening to the podcast and audio only, are a little uncomfortable with some of the tweaks we're making as we try and make this a TV, well, not TV, but a video-relevant event. Along with the podcast, we are not moving away from the audio ever. That is our cornerstone of everything. We are just trying to add video. We appreciate you sticking with us as we work those kinks out. Things like playing music underneath highlights and stuff, of course, fun for the viewer, not as much fun for the audio consumer. We're working those things out, and uh, I assure you with the help of producer Black Tie and his lieges behind the glass, we will soon get it corrected, maybe starting today. All right, enough about that. Let me tell you what's coming up today on the program. 
Ike Taylor, we just caught up with him. Dynamite stuff on the nature of the Steelers and Ravens rivalry. Whether you're consuming this on Thursday or after the big Thursday night game, it is interesting stuff. Ike is uh, is always fun to talk to as well. So make sure you stick around for that stuff. The Red Challenge flag, of course, our pick segment with Elliot Harrison and Handsome Hank, who's over in London. We're going to check in with them in just a moment here for the pick segment of the biggest games Coming up in week four, and then our departing pal, Sully Ty, has come up with a, I've decided since it's his last day here at uh, the NFL for a little while, I've allowed him to cook up his own segment, and uh, he has done so. And speaking of cooking up, it does involve produce and quarterbacks. So stay tuned for all of that. In the meantime, let me uh, tell you, like I say, join the conversation here, and we're getting some tweets here the first of which, you know, people are now with, uh, oh, you know what? Let me say hello to him. He's seated to my immediate left here. Hi. And, uh, I should say hello to him. You know him from NFL.com and NFL Network. You see him on HQ in the morning, Monday through Friday. You see his power rankings, his picks, and so on and so forth. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing real well. I'm pretty excited uh, about Sully's segment. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't. Give, I, we'll, we'll get to it. a lot of thought. And I'm also ready for these right here. The Red Challenge flag segment will begin in just a moment. But, of course, we can't do the Red Challenge flag segment without the participation of our pal who, like I say, is back home. The prodigal son returned a couple of days ago. He's a Dolphins fan. He's ready to watch his Dolphins try and get off the schneid against the Jets. On Sunday, it's Handsome Hank. Boy, best intro in the business, Handsome Hank. How are we, fella? I am very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Great to be talking to you guys. Yeah, you're looking well there. I don't understand. Why are you in a hotel room? Your your people live in London. Can't you crash? It's not a house. Can't you crash in somebody's flat or in uh, your parents' house? I could do, but I mean, it's nice to have a hotel room and then you can maybe just check in with people in their house. You don't need to stay in their house. People, people don't, you know, like after a while, a house guest gets old, but if you just show up at their house, eat dinner, they still like you. Uh, okay, good. Uh, see, that's a good life lesson from Handsome Hank. And like I say, join the conversation. Last week, some people started tweeting in there. Why is Handsome Hank called Handsome? Really, shouldn't it be Handsome Elliot Harrison? I don't know about that one. You know, I, I don't understand what D. Bloomy is, is weighing it. Oh, his wife said that, as you can see. The uh, the viewer <laughs> dropped us a line there that his wife feels that handsome's a little bit uh, more striking. Um, either way, don't you don't have to explain yourself, Elliot. What is is also handsome Hank, like I say, returning to the homeland there, and his people are excited about it. We got one tweet from a young listener slash viewer, a member of the Handsome Devils. I think it's the first female uh, member of the Handsome Devils fan club in history. The viewer can see this here. The the only concern I have, it comes from from Lawrence um, over there in the UK. His daughter is looking very much forward to, to crossing paths with one handsome Hank. My only concern is she's wearing a Minnesota Vikings jersey. And Bridgewater. And an Atlanta Falcons hat. And I, I you know, we, we can't have that duality in no. fandom. You got you to gotta stick to one. But Handsome, I assume you'll clear that up for her. 
I will. I will do. And, and look, if she's going to her first NFL game and she's going with her dad and the Dolphins are going to be playing in it and the Dolphins are the home team, like it would only be polite for her to to throw off that Falcons hat, take off the Bridgewater jersey, throw on a Ryan Tannehill hat and have a great time uh, or jersey rather and have a great time being a Dolphins fan for the rest of her life. I suppose. But I've encouraged her, you know, to her, she's got a long life ahead of her. I encouraged her to embrace the black and gold. That's a that's a color scheme that will never go out of style. Speaking of the black and gold as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, again, if you're listening before the game on Thursday, one thing I'm happy about is that Torrey Smith's not going to be out there. Boy, he has been a Steeler killer over the years. And in fact, even though the Steelers won in week two against the 49ers, Torrey Smith did his usual thing of getting in the end zone and burning that Steeler secondary. I dropped them a line because Ike Taylor, in our conversation, in the uh, video you'll see in a little bit, I saw an old piece of video of Ike talking trash to Torrey Smith. Right. So I asked him, what did Ike say to you in this moment, uh, Tori? Tori, of course, one of the DDFP All-Stars. He's vid- visited us here in Studio 66 on a number of occasions. He's a swell fella in spite of his former allegiance with those uh, Baltimore Ravens. He wrote back, though, well, I said, what did you say here, Tori Smith? Tori Smith quickly hit me back and said, I don't remember, <laughs> but I do know that uh, three plays later, Heinz Field fell silent. And he is right. He <laughs> I did. think I know what he Ike is right. said. I think I know what he said. I think Ike said, man, you should try wearing more denim. <laughs> Ike Taylor, big fan of denim yes, this he week. Yes, And mediums. Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see him showing up in denim in, his, in the Steelers facility. Right now, though, let's get to it, fellas. Very important stuff. That's the intro. When you hear the pen scratch, that means, oh, there it is. That means it's time to start talking about very important stuff. And let's start it off. Hey, before we get to football babies, week four picks in the red challenge flag pick segment, um, handsome. I'm curious, will you, while you're over there, because you're somebody we've made a, we've obviously covered this pretty extensively over the years. You have forcibly expatriated yourself from your homeland and have embraced America through and through. Maybe. Will- I mean, I, it, some might say I was forcibly expatriated. I may have been kicked oh, out see. of the place. <laughs> like, I, I don't know that I necessarily kicked myself out. Will you drink tea while you're there? Dave, I've, I think we've discussed this before. I don't drink tea. Um, I, it, I don't find tea to be a, a pleasant beverage, particularly. It's, it just doesn't It taste like boiled herbs or something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what tea is. I if it, it's just if like, it weren't for the flavor of crisps in the UK then I don't think Handsome would like anything about the UK more than he likes the US version. Is that's the, that's about the only I don't know. Thing. I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, uh, I mean, crisps are definitely... The, you guys haven't even got close, but I think there's a confectionery generally. That's I true. Would, You've talked would, about the chocolates, right. I would also say that some of the condiments that you, you have with the British food by necessity have to be better because they're going to make the food taste better. So, you know, things like horseradish, I would say mm-hmm. some of the mustards, the English mustards that we have here, those kind of things. Um, it's, you know, those, those are pretty difficult to beat. I hear you. You know what? Vinegar on your fries is always the right move. And Americans as a whole have not bought into this yet. And uh, that's, uh, that's your failing, America. Let's get on the uh, vinegar bandwagon. For Hank, you think he online dated? Oh, I have no doubt about that. But right now, let's get to it, everybody. The wizard of all wizards when it comes to picking pro football games, now standing lifetime at a glistening 37 and 15. Can you imagine the age? Impressive stuff. Football baby with a quartet of games picked in week four. 
Check that out, listeners, if you want to, NFL.com and on YouTube, Football Baby making his week four picks there. Only went with three, ultimately. I, it was a, he, he was more interested in, in mowing the, uh, the driveway than he was in picking the Lions and Seahawks. That seemed like a gimme, too. I got a problem with that, though, a little bit. I remember you did this last year with one game. You, you kind of, uh, you know, you gave him a little nudge. On Only for Steelers. Pittsburgh. I, I, he has to, you, you threw know, the Panthers to stand way, for something way, in this world. You threw the Panthers way too close. That's I mean, right, exactly. You didn't even have a shot. On the and Elliot, you know the other thing we had a we had a conversation on Tuesday with Dave that you know some of the interpretations were probably wrong last week when Football Baby was throwing stuff off of his plate. Dave assumed that that was the one he picked, but actually, you know, if you throw them out, that's not what you want. He threw the Jets down the steps. <laughs> I would say that 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 to me that means that the Jets will be crash landing somewhere, and that the Dolphins are going to be the eventual victors. We'll see on Sunday. Well, we didn't have a jet at the house, so we uh, so instead we used Boba Jet. That was I one of your better pretty, moments. I that, that was yeah, definitely. All right, now it's amateur hour. That's right, fellas. It's <laughs> what everybody's waiting for. It's time for the Red Challenge Flag Pick segment. Red Challenge Flag. Red challenge flag pick. All right, fellas. Nah, you know what? Nah, nah. Handsome's over there for a reason. It's not to drink tea. It's to watch the Dolphins and the Jets. This is about as juicy a game in London that uh, the good people over there have gotten from the NFL. Is that right, Handsome? This, I mean, this is a divisional game. Is what? What's the best game on paper? I don't mean. I don't mean what was the best, right. the most compelling game to watch, but going into it. I think the second the, the second game they had here was um, between the Chargers and the Saints mm-hmm. um, in 2008. Both of those were pretty good teams. There was LT on one side. There was every all the weapons the Saints had at that time. Um, so I think that was probably the best the best matchup, and it turned into a really good game. Breeze as well. Rivers, right? Exactly, Breeze Rivers. It, you know, it, it, that was a good one. Well, but, Fitz, um, Fitzpatrick Tannehill not as compelling on paper, no. nonetheless. Two compelling teams, the Dolphins for the wrong reasons, the Jets, in spite of the loss to the Eagles, playing a little bit better, I think, than people expected. Handsome, you're on the home field there. I'm going to start with you. Who you got in okay. this one? I am, uh, I'm, my heart is still winning the battle. I'm going to pick the Dolphins this week. Elliot Harrison, how say you? You know, I always have always respected Hank. And this Throw it across the ocean, Elliot. Let's see if right you now. can get it. Let me see. See this thing right here? Yep. Oh, oh. bonked them. Dude, no way. I Jets are winning. You were slow to react there. By the way, I want a second shot at us singing Red Challenge flag picks uh, together in unison. Uh, yeah, but Sheck just denied us that pleasure that we love so much. I got the Jets. I think they stick through their blueprint, Sheck. They run the ball. They try to win a game 20-17, to 17, and they don't have the four giveaways that they had against the Eagles. That's what lost them that game. Jets went overseas. Well, uh, you know, the Jets' defense has been marauding. The Dolphins has not been, and we talked about that That's earlier. That's a great in the- word, by the way. It's usually used at a renaissance festival, but when you can apply it to football. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. As a as a verb, we don't we don't we we, we hear about marauders. I cannot believe I haven't used that in a comment. But we don't ta- use it as a verb. Like I think uh, they're going to be marauding on Sunday. Is a is a, is a I good, like it. Uh, you can start using that yeah, if you'd I'm like to. to. There should be maybe that's maybe not an NFL team name, but I'm surprised oh, no USFL team was never named the Marauders. Yeah, I think there's <laughs> been a team called named the Marauders, right? I don't know, but I like hearing you say it. The Marauders. Why not the Scarborough Fair Marauders? That's what I'm saying. Renaissance <laughs> Festival, 
I am with Handsome Hank. I am throwing my weight behind the Dolphins here. I think they win a tight one, a defensive affair over there in London. 16-14 on a game-ending field goal. That's that's Nick how Folk, specific huh? I'm going. Nick Folk? No. No, no, no. no. An- I said Andrew- the Dolphin, Andrew Franks. Oh. Andrew Franks. I thought you so you guys the are going two to one against me here on this. Well, I mean, I think mind y'all being right. I think more people than not would would agree with you, Elliot, that the Jets uh, are, are going to win this one. Know. But Is I it, think the season, you know, they can get back on track. These Dolphins with a victory in this game, come did. back, they're right in this thing. That's what they did last year. Remember, they came to London yes. with exactly the same record they had now in Week Four. What they were one and two. Um, and there was the whole debate about Joe Philbin told told Ryan Tannehill that he might bench him or at least didn't um, dismiss the suggestion that he might do. And I think, I, you know, one of the things that you hear from the teams that come here is when you when you do it, it's you know, the you kind of know what you're getting into. And just the fact that the Dolphins did it and they did it 12 months ago and the Jets as a team have never done it. Uh, it is, you know, it's something different. You've got to get your team on the right time zone and you've got to practice in a different place and you've got to go through you know mm-hmm. a playoff type atmosphere in the in the pre-game where there's you know festivals for fans and all that kind of stuff that players appear at and i, I do think there is something to having the experience of, of done, doing it before i thought philbin got his extension somewhere around that time but maybe i'm misremembering that no he got it uh, he got it later in the year after after okay. beating the jets um the on monday night football so that's when Tannehill got the vote of confidence from yes. philbin that's yep. when it happened this okay. could be a pleasurable uniform matchup it could also go wrong if the jets wear their green pants and the dolphins wear their aqua jerseys and aqua pants it could be very ugly speaking of which two well one nice uniform the kansas city chiefs at a bad uniform the cincinnati bengals this one could be really ugly if they wear the red pants the chiefs and and the bengals wear their orange jerseys a visual nightmare elliot harrison who you have winning this game i'm taking the bengals at home Shaq. bengals at home Handsome Hank, how say you? Dave, uh, I'm going to have to agree with Elliot, and it's not just because I don't have any red flags in my possession, but I think that the Bengals are a better team. Well, they're rolling right now. I'm going to go with the Chiefs, and this is a little Mm. bit of supporting my preseason pick there. I don't think the Chiefs are as bad as they've looked. Talk about a team that's rolling. The Green Bay Packers in Lambeau. Um, are, you know, pretty much an unstoppable force right now. They beat the Seahawks the week before, so no uh, no shame in losing that game for the Chiefs. The one that they let go, of course, was a couple of Thursday nights ago. That was the game they should have had, and I think we'd regard this team completely differently had Jamal Charles not mm-hmm. had those couple of fumbles. If they were sitting, you know, at 2-1, and one, we'd be a little higher on them. I think they know at this point they don't want to end the month at one and three or start a new month at, sitting at one and three there. They need this one. I'll go with the Chiefs. Handsome Hank, the Minnesota Vikings are traveling to Denver. How say you? That Broncos defense is, is scary. I've got to pick the Broncos for this one. Elliot Harrison. I'm going to have to pocket the flag. Ah. Man. I, I I agree, and I'm, I'm I don't know whether to turn. What was it? Was it the the '80s NFL today where they used to turn? Was it Brent Musburger and Irv Cross used to turn to like the big screen? Oh yeah, right. To look at like the scores, or maybe it was that. That's incredible. not that's not the right thing for you, Elliot. People, and we found out in uh, via Twitter, people want to see your face. They want to see the money maker. I see. Uh, well, hi, camera. Uh, I I'm taking the Denver Broncos. <laughs> I I think that they're a lovely team. And uh, I feel they're going to win based on their defense. <laughs> Moreover, I, um, I love kittens. I like board games. And I'm just looking to meet somebody nice. All know, right. Let me tell you something. I feel 
that the Vikings are going to go in there. And I mean, the, the, the Broncos, largely with smoke and mirrors and that mighty defense, have survived three straight weeks mm-hmm. now. I think the Vikings, I, you know, it's a funny thing how we decide. We spend the whole of August rendering these decisions based on nonsense. As I always say, it is a lie what you see in August. Preseason's a lie. Then week one comes along and it trumps the preseason. And then we live on this, uh, we, we, we live on the assumptions that uh, are made off of week one. Ergo, I feel like a lot of people are about the Vikings. Like, well, they, they went into San Francisco and looked terrible and now are sort of ignoring this team. I think Adrian Peterson cracks the code there. Bucky Brooks, our pal, told us in the preseason that he thought that as good as that Broncos defense can be, they can be had on the ground. So far, they have been stout against the run. Mm -hmm. Like I say, though, I think that uh, the Minnesota offense figures it out. Vikings, go in and win the game. No way. No way. But I have a question for you and Hank. Does it look like to you, we've seen Peterson take off on a couple little scampers, does it look like his top end speed is, oh, yeah. is down? Oh, it it's does over to with. me. It's, Peyton's arm uh, equals Adrian Peterson's right. legs. I don't know if it's that far. <laughs> Maybe but, not, but yes. But that happened. I mean, that happens to running backs, you know, pretty early on. That's the first sign of aging that we see from running backs is they're no longer running away from defensive players. You know, the, I remember LT, you know, as good as he was in like 05, he's, he began to lose that kind of that fifth gear that would take him away from defenders. I'm going to tell him you said that. Let's move on to Detroit at Seattle. Boy, an 0-3 team going into the clink now with Cam Chancellor. Not a favorable matchup. Handsome Hank, how say you on this one? Uh, if you want us to be throwing red flags, I don't think this was the match. To give, <laughs> That's to exactly give us. what I thought. I think I think this is a Seahawks win, and I don't, if anyone wants to to talk about that and why the Lions could win, I'd I'd love to hear the conversation. We can be quick on this one, Elliot, unless you can make a case for the Lions. Hank, can you see these right here? Can you see? Oh, I can see them. Yeah. So you see how there's a little short chubby one right here. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to throw that one for that game. Like I, I mean, I literally I, I, I was thinking about it. I mean. Yeah, this is easy. You, Keep the red challenge flag in your pocket, sir. Yeah, the right. Seahawks have to be the choice right. here. And the Lions, who I picked to win the NFC North, Ugh. are looking like they're going to slide though in four. Not impossible, though. It's not impossible that, you know, the way the, the Seahawks are built is very much like a Ravens or Steelers team from about eight, ten years sure, ago, which sure. is that whoever they're playing, there is there, – there, there's – you know, one thing goes the wrong way. If you're going to be in defensive scrums week after week, if one play goes against you, it can swing the game. So don't rule out the chance that Golden Tate takes a punt to the house. If you're playing everybody 17-13, then I, I you can agree. lose a game. I'm so I, I, I don't give them – I don't say this is a, a walkover, but I, I do understand. think the Seahawks I, And I think this is a playoff game a lot of people would have liked to have seen yeah, right. last year. Of your three gutsy predictions, Texans win the South. That one's definitely coming true. Chiefs win the West, okay, or the Lions. Who has the best shot of actually making it? The Texans, clearly. Arian Foster, if he makes the field this week, let it begin. So you don't think the Chiefs have a shot anymore? I I think they do. Sure I do. Yeah. The only one that I'm ruling out now is the Lions with their division. Next, the New York Giants, the Buffalo Bills, all New York Handsome Hank. Wait, did I start with Hank? Oh, no, I start with Elliot Harrison. Start with Hank last week. Okay, I am going to go with – I'm going with Buffalo here. I'm going with the home team. Uh, I don't like the Giants defense at all. I'm not supposed to give any analysis. You think after – That's right. Turn it over to (laughs) Handsome. How say you? 
Uh, well, I saw the the might of the Buffalo Bills against my Dolphins last week, so it'd be a hard time for me to to pick against the Bills this week. Um, that that defense is is very very scary. I saw it at first hand, and Tyrod Taylor is not a player to be looked past as well. The guy is, um, I I would say he's played like a like it's sort of a veteran and a, and a top 15 quarterback, all the things that you thought he would struggle with. He's been pretty smart with the football for at least, at least for the last couple of games. This isn't to, to put Fred Jackson down in any way, but you know, that was a, a sneaky, what looks like not such a bad play. Cause Shady McCoy being down this week, Carlos Williams has looked pretty good there. Yeah. Banger like that. I don't know if it lends itself to greater success against the giants, but I do think that the Bills receivers should have a little bit of success against that secondary. However, Sammy Watkins and Shady McCoy combined, I don't, I, you know what? The Giants really have a shot in this game, and they are a relatively young team, these Bills. Don't sleep on the fact that after a big-time win that they might not exactly show up against a hungry Eli and company. Giants have extra rest, too, because uh, they played on Thursday night. They have 10 days. I'm going to go with the Bills. I, I, I really <laughs> want to go. I really do. I really want to go Giants here, but it seems foolish. to. You know what? Hey, Hank. Make it so. The Giants. I'm going Giants. Hey, Hank. He's going with the Giants on the podcast. No, no, right, no. Exactly. But, but, but in, in his formal in his final piece. prediction, it is the uh, New York Giants winning this game. That's right. I said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next. Houston Texans at the undefeated Atlanta Falcons. Handsome Hank. How say you? I, those Falcons, that's a good team as well. Like that offense uh, puts up some points. And the Texans defense, we went into the season thinking they were going to be amazing because we were watching them on hard knocks. They're not. Falcons. <laughs> Writing off J.J. Watt. Don't forget about Arian Foster. Young pass catchers and so on. Elliot Harris. I can't argue with my, my dog here. I, I agree, man. Oh, is he your dog now? He's my, well, he's my dog. Oh, okay. Yes. I'm, that I'm, mean? I'm, when's the last time somebody said, boy, those Atlanta Falcons, and that's a good football team. Like I, That actually stopped Three me years. for a second. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with them. I think the Atlanta Falcons are going to win this game. Uh, they're at home. Boy, how You guys they? know it's not September anymore. Yeah. It's now October. Now it's football season. Hey. And now the more rugged teams start to show and... The Houston Texans are going to win this game. Did you see, were you a no, fan no, of Devontae no. Freeman yes. coming out? Because he looked dog, I mean, he looked good. He yes. Looked really good against the Cowboys. Not just in the run game, in the pass game as well. I think he had over 190 yards of offense. I hear you. A little mini shootout here. I say 29-26. Visiting Boy, you believe in Ryan Mallett. Houston Texans. <laughs> Who's stopping Julio Jones? Who on that defense is going to be the guy that takes out, I think probably, you know, outside of quarterbacks, probably the most valuable offensive well, player Well, go back and so far. listen to the podcast earlier in the week. A little, I mean, it's curmudgeonly on my part, but I, but, you know, I talked with, uh, with the heroes from around the NFL, Rosenthal and Hanzoos. I don't love the bubble screens. Enough with the, bu- I mean, oh, not man. enough. I know teams are having success with it, but. Can we do something to stop the defenses? Rise up and stop the bubble screens. I, it's an unsatisfying way to run your offense. None I, yard outs. I agree. I'm not, I'm not a fan either. But you notice they've been calling more OPI, I've noticed, on these receivers blocking too early before the receiver catches the ball. But I don't like them either. Let me tell you another thing. Jadavian Clowney back in his region. We haven't, uh, that's a story we haven't heard a lot about is, mm-hmm. yeah, you saw it plenty on Hard Knocks, J.J. Watt uh, doing, you know, whatever, basically 
um, you know, being a, a you know playing Pope to to uh, the Houston Texans, doing everything right. But since then, not a lot of Watt and Clowny, yeah. you know, marauding. Can yeah, I say no, marauding no, no, again? <laughs> but I say this is the week where we see it. This is now. This is the arrival. America is now going to start talking, and everybody's going to jump on. Just as they have, by the way, Ooh, a lot of people now all of a sudden, hey, you know what? We think Aaron Rodgers might be the best quarterback of all time. Who said it five years ago? Damn a shit. That's know, it. Five years ago. but uh, I said five years ago. Have y'all seen that? that? He will, five years ago, Elliot. It was not five years ago. It was 2010. It will be five one day. It will. I, listen, it will. I said that he, when it is all said, before he won his first Super Bowl, you Before he won. That, you said it in the week of that Super Bowl. Thing. No, I don't. That's wh- when you started saying it. I said it when I said it, and I said it a long time ago. <laughs> Have you seen that J.J. Watt commercial where he's dancing in the gym? I've seen, I've seen it. I, I like J.J. Watt, but the, but the, the PR move That used to be in JJ. front of every video that you if, ever watched. The, the, the day that it explodes is when J.J. Watt's in a daily fantasy ad. That's, that's the day that, that we've had the commercials can just, they can just finish forever. All right, forever. handsome. Guess what? Oh, yeah, real quick, let me show you all the, uh, the other games here and the way I picked them. As you'll see, I'm predicting here that I did, it will not reflect my, and your other picks my Giants elsewhere. pick, but I will change that. Before game look, time. Look at that Steelers pick there, Elliot. Yeah. That's a brave, that's I a bold pick. pick. I have the Steelers over the Ravens. Yes. I have the Eagles over the, over DC. I have the Colts at home over the Jags. The Panthers over the Bucks. Raiders in a tight one. I almost went Bears there, but Isn't I will cool go Raiders. cool that the Raiders are relevant? I think that's one of the best developments. Yeah. This is a game, though, that if they want to stay relevant, you have to you go have in to and go bum yep. Chicago team and knock them off, and yep. then really you can start getting some momentum going here. Chargers take the Browns in San Diego. Packers over the Niners, but be on the lookout. Colin Kaepernick, if you believe in trends, like I say, Torrey Smith played well against the Steelers always. Kaepernick usually does very well against that Packers defense. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have something figured out against Dom Capers. He's the constant there, as is Clay Matthews. Let's see if uh, he can roll again, but I'll take the Packers. Cardinals at home over the Rams. Another tight one, though. You know, that Rams defense, that's the Jeff Fisher way. Show up one week and, uh, and disappear the next. I'll take the Cowboys at the Saints. Drew Brees trying to save that season there. I don't think Jeff Fisher would take that as a compliment. It wasn't intended as oh, one, Elliot. Keep going. Now, uh, I w- this is intended as a compliment. Handsome Hank, we miss you something awful. But this yes. is uh, this has been the salve on my emotional wound. Yes, let, let's kiss each other, handsome. Yeah. Ready, set, cheers. Have a wonderful time at the Dolphins and other team game on Sunday. Good luck with that. Go ahead. I've got some things I'm going to bring back for you. I've, I had some suggestions from um, some of the other handsome devils on, on Twitter about some food stuffs I should bring back to you. So we'll, we'll get that going next week. Black tie is, I don't know why you don't say that into the microphone, black tie. What do you want? Hey, can we get some Maltesers back? Maltesers. I'll get you some Maltesers. I'll bring you some Maltesers. Didn't he black bring tie. raccoon I know you like crisps? Those. Wasn't that one of them? Raccoon? There was, I don't no, hedgehog. Hedgehog. We don't have do. raccoons here. Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> there are no pretzels, and now there are no raccoons in that. Uh, in, there is in no a... raccoons do not live in England. No one here is going to dispute that, and if they do, they're a liar. Is that really true? I, we, actually, we did talk about that before. They don't raccoons have raccoons. Raccoons are not a vermin. Not a vermin in England. All right. 
Go ahead, Just Hanson. Vet. Enjoy your your homeland. Veteran Stadium. Bring me I back a Guinness. Get myself a beer. Those Guinnesses, those Guinnesses in the UK are they are just way way better than they are in yeah. the US. Bring me back one of those. I like those. No, I'm gonna get you. I'll bring you something better than a Guinness. You can get a Guinness in the US. I'm gonna get you. A, I know, uh, but it's not the same good. quality of Guinness. All right, handsome Hank. Have a gay time, and uh, and then we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining see you next us. Week. There he goes. Yeah. And now to show the full breadth. Like, remember when uh, Grand Moff Tarkin wanted to show the, the, the full power of the Death Star? And he showed it to Leia and everybody yep. else. He blew up Alderaan just yes. to show what the Death Star can do. So, too, do I desire to show the full power of Studio 66 at maximum strength. From London, England... We now go to the banks of the Three Rivers, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to catch up with our main man, number 24, Ike Taylor. Dave Damashek here in Studio 66, and there he is on the banks of the Three Rivers, our main man, the sideline reporter for tonight's big game. Ike Taylor, what's the poop, fella? You having a good time man. back there? I'm in Sixburg, a.k.a. Yenzertown, a.k.a. Super Bowl Champagnes. Hey, did you give any thought here? If you haven't, well, here's what you should do. As soon as you get up, go around and just pretend that uh, Kevin Colbert has signed you back on the team. Just see what everybody No, I'm not, I'm not about to do that, Shaq, man. I'm not about to tease these people like that. I'm not about to tease my family <laughs> and tell these people I'm coming back and I don't want to come back. I'm not about to do that. All right. Well, Mike Vick under center, if you haven't heard. Roethlisberger out. What do you think a guy like Antonio Brown, or Antonio Brown specifically, what will he say to Mike Vick before the game tonight? Give me the ball. I mean, it, even with, with, with like seven or eight catches, I can see A.B. still saying, give me the ball. Man, I remember on the sideline when I uh, broke my forearm, A.B. had like, Nine catches, and he was coming to the sideline. He was like, I, I just want to feel the pigskin. I just want to feel the pigskin. They don't want to throw me the ball. I'm saying, man, this little dude crazy, man. This dude got like nine catches, and he talk about they don't want to throw him the ball, but that's the life of receivers. They lightweight divas. You told me just before we started here that uh, you caught up with Coach T. What's his frame of mind? I mean, that had to be awful watching on Sunday. You and I were sitting there watching it together. I thought, man, the season, that, well, that's a wrap on the season. How's yeah, Coach that, T it, feel? That might, have been, that might have been a wrap on the show when you saw Seven got hurt. Like, when you saw Big Ben <laughs> got hurt, man, it, it's like a part of you had left the building. Luckily, me and MJD was there to bring you back yes. a little bit. But, man, just talking to Coach T, man, he embraces this. You know what I'm saying? He, he understands injuries come with the territory. Um, and he's built his team like this. I mean, this is not a front. Um, he's not Hollywood, nobody. Uh, the only kind of Hollywood we're doing is going over to Culver City and doing this NFL Network show. But hmm. when it comes down to Coach T, man, Coach T really embraces adversity. You know what I'm saying? He, mm -hmm. he looks as, as football as a part of life. So, yeah, you know, seven went down, and, and that's a big hit. When you want to talk about your franchise quarterback, it's a big hit. But him picking up Michael Vick, on the other hand, um, I'm sure a lot of people were scratching their head when he did it. Now I don't think they're scratching their head 
when it came down to this situation with Seven. Yeah, savvy, savvy move. I do buy it with Tomlin, too, for what it's worth from a distance. It does seem like he really does believe the whole mantra of next man up. Now, Mike Vick in, you've said it. A lot of people keep saying they've just got to simplify. That's what you do when you put a backup in there. you got to simplify the offense. How different, I mean, in, I guess in terms of score, how different would the score be with Roethlisberger playing the Ravens versus Mike Vick playing the Ravens? Does the game go completely differently as a result of this? You know what? Just getting my feel in the building when you want to talk about Michael Vick. And I say, yeah, you, can, you need to simplify it more. But just looking at it, he played 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. He's a seasoned veteran guy. So far as like terminology, I'm sure he's not all caught up on the terminology in the playbook, but why would you, in his case, in the weapons he have, why would you want to simplify it? Why would you want to tune it down? You got Ferraris, you got Cadillacs, you got pickup trucks on the perimeters, and I'm talking about your, your, your Antonio Browns, your Le'Veon Bells, your pickup trucks like your Heath Millers, you got your guys like that, so why not use all of them? You know what I'm saying? I so hear you. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of looking, looking at it from a different point of view now. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's not Luke McCown. Like you say, he's won 59 NFL games. He's a primetime performer, has won some big games in big spots. He likes when the lights go on. Speaking of which, what is that like, Ike? It, to me, it seems surprising when you hear, like, guys get up to play in primetime. Really? Grown-up pro football players, it's extra special to play a night game? Yeah, you, you kind of get up a little bit more because you're the only game everyone is watching. And for the most part, man, that's what you live. That's what you dream for as a professional athlete, being on primetime TV. Well, and now we add in the fact that it's the Baltimore Ravens. You know, in the NFL, teams come, uh, come and go. They go up and down. And, like, the Niners and Seahawks rivalry is pretty much dead in the water after three years. Steelers-Ravens continues does it matter to you guys? I know we are, it's easy to say, like, oh, just another game. But do you guys really get up in the locker room extra for the Ravens? So look at it like this hill. So I'm from New Orleans, right? And when you look at somebody like this hill, <laughs> that means that mean you don't like them. And that's how they feel when Pittsburgh and the Ravens play. It's a mutual understanding. We don't like each other. So you can only imagine the intensity and the tenseness it is before the game before them helmets clack. Like this, Ike? Can you see me? I'm doing it now. I can't see you, Shaq. I need to see it. I can't see you, No, you know what, Ike? I'm glad you can't see it because (laughs) you would shudder if you saw it. You'd be petrified. It might permeate in that locker room. It's it's pretty scary stuff. No, Don't doubt it, Ike. You're you're not an intimidating guy at all. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But but we'll, we'll just move on. What is the best? I have my own opinion on this. Best moment for Ike Taylor in this great rivalry. Oh man, um, just getting into the little, getting into the fights. <laughs> That's the best. Just, yeah, just releasing some of the, some of the hostility, some of the hatred towards this team. That's all. I mean, it's good on good. Like Coach T said, man, it's it's iron versus iron. We're just trying to sharpen our sword. So, no no better no better team in the division than, you know, the Ravens to go against. Like I said, man, that mutual understanding, it's for real. It's serious. There's nothing acting about that. Like, it's, it's, it's real live, and I hate to use this word, but it's real live hatred when we play each other. Who is, uh, who's your all-time, uh, hatred, I get it at all. Who's your all-time favorite Raven? All-time favorite Raven? Yeah. 
No one. Yes, you got it right. It was a trick question, and you solved it, Ike. That's the correct answer. Thank you. I thought you might go 89, Steve Smith, or something like that. But you, the, can't, it, you, can't, you can't give me no trick question and expect for me not to get a trick. Well, if you saw my glare, though, it would, it would shake you to the core, and I'd get inside your head there. You can't see the mean. I'm not an intimidating guy. It hurts my feelings. So you're not intimidating, and you sound delirious. You need some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know the Ravens pretty well. You know me well. You also know the Ravens pretty well. How did they get to 0-3, and what do you think their mindset is now going into this game? I mean, they really have to have this game or the season's yeah, over this, for them. This, yeah, this is a must game right here for the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? They, I'm, I guess they chomping at the bit, looking at it like, man, this is a perfect opportunity. Seven is not playing. It's a short week for, for Michael Vick. Um, we don't want to go down 0-3, and I'm talking about losing mm-hmm. against the Denver Broncos, then losing to Cincinnati. They for sure don't want to lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, that's that's three losses. You best believe this game is like a Super Bowl game for them because they don't want to go 0-3 right now. All right, good stuff, Ike. And I am, um, excuse me, I'm just finishing a text. I'm letting uh, Mo Damashek know about the mean th- things you said. <laughs> She's on her way over there. She was going to invite you to stay over tonight, but now... Now she's angry. Moe's not happy that you badmouthed her boy like tell, that. Tell, tell Ms. Moe to come on. <laughs> All right, Ike. I love getting a Steeler victory tonight. Go get it against the Ravens. Tell those Steelers to win, would you? And uh, we'll see you back here. And then when we do, when you do get back here, I'm going to put that look on you extra good to intimidating. I think, I think your son has a harder look than you, Shaq. All right, that's enough. Cut him off. <laughs> I, I, I won't stand for this mean-spiritedness. The great Ike Taylor, everybody. <laughs> Yes, good times with Ike as always. A lot, I mean, legitimately uh, some some stuff that you wouldn't hear anywhere else. And I kind of agree with him all of a sudden about how the Steelers are going to approach this Mm -hmm. game or approach this game. I guess if you're listening to this on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, either... Ike and I will be dead wrong and you'll laugh at us or you'll say, wow, they really uh, they really hit it. I think it's not going to be the same Steelers offense. I think they're going to move Vic around a little bit. I don't mean have him running necessarily downfield, but I think they are going to try and get some of that boot action going. Yeah. Running at one tackle, running at the right side, and then letting Vic go at the left side to throw the defense off a little bit to create some space for Vic. If he wants to run, you know, I we had Ike on uh, HQ yesterday. And I asked him, I mean, to me, Steelers should run 40 times. You have Love Bell do it 22 or 23. Why not have D'Angelo Williams in the backfield with him and and give him some run? It's another point that, uh, yeah, exactly. Ike and I have talked about that very thing. If you line both those guys up in the backfield, the linebackers suddenly are going to have pressure pre-snap of which direction, you know, it's going to be physically difficult to account for both those guys plus Vic who can burn you, although I can't imagine that the Steelers coaching staff is encouraging Vic to run around at all. No, Don't do it. We can't put Landry Jones in. Hey, look at Ike Taylor, though. You mentioned his love of denim. Yeah. He really loved it this week. On Tuesday, (laughs) there's Ike with us wearing a denim shirt, and then today... A very similar looking denim shirt. Is it the same? Oh, it's not the same denim shirt. I like the white buttons more. It's more of a southern look. The light denim, just he, he looks a little different. <laughs> like <laughs> popping the collar in case you can't see it. All right. He so looks like uh, an extra in the movie Urban Cowboy in the first one, the, the, the light blue one. I don't know. I don't know if he would. Uh, Can I circle back, though? You I want to circle back. You, you, you bring up greatness, and then you just go away from it. Alderaan. 
That is a great scene in that movie. That is an underrated scene from Star Wars. You know, when you and I were growing up, we didn't have, we had Pong. That's what we had, we had Pong. So if you- I'm got, not as old as you. I had it in television at some point, but okay. all right. So you, the Star Wars figures, like everyone always talks about Boba Fett and the Millennium Falcon, all the cool. I had the Death Star. But it wasn't the actual, it wasn't a ball. It was just one section of it. Do you sure, remember it? Sure, And you had to slide the cardboard things in and it had a trash compactor at the bottom. You remember where they got stuck? I remember With little all. fuzzies. I had the Falcon. I had the Millennium well, that's Falcon what everybody take the top they, off. They wanted that and they wanted the Ad-Ad. But the Death Star was far more rare. It was huge. I mean, it was like this tall. It was anyway. very neat. It was, yeah. and, it was, and again, very powerful. Thank goodness yes. for Han Solo coming in to save I thought Skywalker's you were going to Alderaan time. sound effect. Hey, last thing here. It's the last day for our pals Brandon McGee and Sean Sullivan. And I mentioned at the top that you know, we, we certainly aren't trying to sleep on uh, the audio portion, all the faithful listeners there, but those two guys, instrumental really in getting this show from being purely an audio thing into being a video thing. It's up and running and we are getting good feedback from people who have been watching it. That's owed a great deal, not just to Black Tie, but to, you know, to Emma VP, but to these guys, Sully and McGee. So with that in mind, I said, even though, and by the way, I don't approve of Sully's philosophical position. This is a person from Nashville, Tennessee. Not Nashville, whatever. Tennessee, it's all the same. No, it's Knoxville. It's well, yeah. it's Knoxville and Chattanooga. Okay, um, but yeah. So he is from there and swears by eighteen Peyton Manning. Oh, he's my favorite. Oh, I love what Peyton does. Except that he roots for the Seattle Seahawks and therefore rooted for the Seattle Seahawks to beat the beloved Peyton Manning two years ago in the Super Bowl. That being said, I like most of the things about this character. He is Sully Ty. Sully, I asked you to cook up a segment for your farewell. Literally cook. And you came up with something very stupid. And well, so well, therefore, some, I'm excited about it. Well, some backstory. We were uh, having lunch the other day, and as as most people and listeners and, and, and uh, our viewers know that we love produce. One of our one of my favorite uh, trophies we got out for the Shecky Awards is the produce of the year. Yeah. Well no, so, we do fruit of the year and vegetable. And vegetable of the year. Right. So so vegetable of the year. This is this is uh kind of Boy, honey crisp apples, watermelon, seedless red early, grapes early, have been delicious. We're coming down the stretch here. Coming down the stretch. So we also love quarterbacks. So we, we were eating some some sort of produce at lunch the other day and we thought, what if uh quarterbacks were compared to vegetables? Like Mm-hmm. For instance, let's start rolling through them here. Okay, go ahead. You so, laid, I, I was when you when you brought this up to me. I, I my reaction was tepid at best. I thought yeah, this this feels like a read. We had we you... had probably a thirty minute conversation in the newsroom. All right, go ahead. So begin. Um, one of the uh, the up and coming quarterbacks. I mean, he's had some great success, but uh, really underrated. Um, and somebody that uh, you know is is starring for the for the Carolina Panthers right now. Uh, is uh, Cam Newton, mm-hmm. and um, he's you know does it. I mean he's 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 uh, trendy and current uh, right now. Um, you know had a great year so far. So uh, Kale has had a really big trendy year so far. Everybody's Kale. loving Kale. Kale Newton. Cam Newton. Kale Newton. Exactly. I li- you know what I like that because Kale. Who had ever heard of Kale five years ago? It was nothing, and now Kale has right. redefined. Produce, it's redefined Shakes. nutrition. It's in everything. You know kale what? Is everywhere you look. Who knew what kale was and all of a sudden redefining 
the produce just as Cam. I think I first heard of it back at Lilith Fair in the '90s, but I haven't. Oh, really? uh, yeah, I haven't heard much about it since, other than at Whole Foods. I think that's a good one, E.H. Yeah. Do you yeah. like that one? I, I do. I like it very much. Go ahead, okay. Sully. Throw Continue us another on. one. Continue on. See if you can pace it up, though. That okay, one took yeah, you, that definitely. one took you about definitely. 17 okay. minutes to get. Yeah, it was. It was a long okay, walk. so Joe Flacco <laughs> uh, has his up and downs in in the regular season, but he's money, as we all know, in the playoffs. The sweet potato. Obviously, fries are good year round, but Thanksgiving table. Sweet potato at its best in the it winter. It gets its, its best in the prime time, right? Prime when, time. It, when it counts most. Right. And it I think counts. it stinks. All right, you're rolling now. Right. I don't like. Exactly. I think it. I yeah. For the record, sweet potato. I like potatoes. I love a potato. Yeah. You know, I've made no secret about that over the right. years, and I like a sweet potato fry. But the smell of the sweet potato preparation that people do at Thanksgiving, I no, think thank you. I think it smells the house up. I think all it those delicious great. smells coming out of the kitchen at Thanksgiving you gotta thrown come to off my, by sweet potato. You gotta potatoes. come to my house. There's a pound of butter and probably twenty pounds of brown sugar and I like brown sugar, I like butter, and I like a yeah. sweet potato, but somehow the combo don't work. You yeah. know? It's kinda I mean, like sort Justin of like, Forsett and Joe Flacco, right? Very now. nice. Yeah, well, yeah, I was just gonna yeah, I was gonna Catch say like on. a dream team, like the uh Philadelphia Eagles of a few years yes. ago. Like somehow the Eagles. sum does not equal the parts there. So all right, go ahead. This Another one, one. This one was Sheck. This one was Sheck. Obviously, it's Peyton all right. Manning. Then I'll say it. Yeah, Peyton go ahead. Manning spinach. Why? Because it's terrific. Because you know you look at it. It's green. It's a bounty. This is the greatest. I mean, you can't. How can you beat this? Except when you put a little fire on it, what happens? It wilts into nothing. <laughs> and, and it's old right. school kale. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. It's just the old school kale. Yeah. But more importantly, the more important. It is Popeye's uh, fuel. There's got to be something to be. The said. more important quality is that you drop, you, you go to the store and you get all, you spend all that money and it's a giant bag. It consumes so much space. As soon as you put heat on it. And then all of a sudden put some heat to it. Right. It turns into what happened? What happened to, and to all know, that spinach? And all you know that who gets blamed for it? Who? Raheem Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder who oh. Raheem Moore is. <laughs> What, what vegetable he is. Uh, Elliot Harrison, do you have one you'd like to throw? Uh, I've got well, I've got a list of four here. Oh, look at you. Fire away. I'll, I'll four. fire. I thought I'd let you finish, and then I would okay. just go through Oh, okay, do it. Go so, ahead. Okay. What else do you have there? Uh, Tom Brady um, is broccoli because not everybody likes him, but you got to respect a good broccoli. you got to respect it. That's true. Nutritious. You know, consistently nutritious. Consistently good. I mean, you can steam it and put nothing on it, and it it could be tasty. And that's, you know, that's a good one because everyone loves melted cheese. Right. And so everyone loves Gronk. Everyone loved Randy Moss as a player. You add melted cheese to broccoli, and then you have an even tastier treat. Can't argue against it. Right, that's the point. Yeah, I'm that. Yeah, may not love the taste of it. You may not love it, but, you know. I like broccoli only uncooked, though. I'm very much in the minority on that. I like just raw. Just pick me out a piece of broccoli and throw in my mouth. Ranch? Yeah. Can you give me some ranch? Who are you, Bill Belichick? Yeah. Listen, <laughs> uh, Emma VP, throw them up there for us. You have a list of uh, the rest of them there. Let's see. Uh, we have the other a board. These guys can't. Oh, we have a board. Yeah. We have a whole yeah. board so, for them. We'll get that up there. Josh, Josh McCown, McCown is celery. And uh, why is McCown celery? Celery is... It's, he's, the only nu- he's, he's the only vegetable that has no nutritional value. Right. He's, he's just kind of just there. <laughs> he's Josh McCown. <laughs> Uh, Drew Brees is lettuce. Uh, Oh, I know why, because I picked this one. Drew Brees is lettuce because, yeah, green and and crunchy and good, but at this point, you know, open up the refrigerator, pull open the produce, he's brown. It's done now. You know, it's... it's, it's, (laughs) Wow. He ain't ain't the lettuce you brought home from the the grocery anymore. He's he's turned brown. Andy Dalton is Brussels sprouts. Why? Uh, Because... 
this is my opinion. I don't like Brussels sprouts. You got to do a lot to Brussels sprouts. You got to do a lot to it. Ah, this is a good one, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. Brussels sprouts aren't good by themselves, but if you butter them up and you get some of those nice, fat, uh, thick-cut bacon Mm -hmm. chips in there. Yeah, you got to do something to it. Then they're going to be all right. Right. Real quick, throw the rest of them Uh, up there. I want to read down. Aaron Rodgers is a potato because, in my opinion, that's the best vegetable out there, even though it's technically a root. Well, it's got range. So I range. know the potato isn't a vegetable properly, but yes, yes. it's got all the range. What do you yeah, want to do? It's, it's got yeah. French fry. It's got root. It's got you know, it's it, it's deep. It's been there a while. Well, Mike McCarthy, that's his yeah, root, man. That's he's right. Got the play caller. Yeah. You, you can do, you can do a lot with it. You can do a lot with it, and I love it. You can it. do anything you want. Yep. You can mash. And it goes it. with everything. Yes. You could throw. You could throw. You could throw James Jones in there. Goes with the cob. Does it make butter sing? Sure. Yeah. James Jones is yeah. Yeah. Listen. It just goes with everything. Very uh, well done there. Like that. You could take a food off the street that nobody else wanted, and you mix it with a potato, and all it's of a on. sudden you've got four times. Who wants chives? chives? Nobody wants there a chive. Goes. But yeah. if you chop it up and you throw it in there with the Supreme. potato, all of a sudden it's worthwhile. But you know who could have used chives? The Giants. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and the last one, certainly last, but not certainly not least, is Colin Kaepernick. He's an artichoke because you steam it, you have to dip it in butter, and you've got to fight the little pricklies on the outside. Peel it. And it's just not you a want lot it there. to be great. You believe it can be great, but when you when you put it between it's your teeth and pull out, it's like wait, there's really just not much there. It's not I thought, even a full mouthful. It looks it's like just, I thought I thought this was going to be really satiating, and then now I have really just not that much. It right. looks like so I it's so elegant, it's so exotic. I'm just not that great. I totally misread that. What's I your apologize. opinion? Yeah, you know, Kaepernick plays in San Francisco, artsy fartsy, and right. he jokes. I thought this is a perfect ah, marriage. And I didn't uh, even that. go with that. All right, Elliot, you want to share a couple more? Yeah, I walked in here. I didn't. I didn't know about this, so this is. I, I called an audible at the line. I just did these on the fly. All right, Cam Newton. Yeah. I got corn on the cob. Right. I mean, Cam Newton. You stand next to him. He's a lot bigger than you, you really even think that he is. Corn right. on the cob. Sometimes. I mean, it's, it's it's big. It's hefty. But one by one, he just loses his parts. You know, and he's uh, still expected to perform. It's not fair. Okay. It's not fair. Like Interesting. That. All right. Uh, Joe Flacco. I, I've got zucchini. Everybody raves about zucchini, but at the end of the day, zucchini is bland. All right, everybody raves about Joe Flacco. You got to put some Blank. lemon pepper on yeah, it. Yeah, come on, man. Now, let me tell you something about uh, a little uh, a little pro tip here. Yeah. Zucchini, fried zucchini. Great. Spread a little lemon on it. You just stamped your ticket to cloud nine. Yep. Yes, it's I agree. called it's called Ed Reed and a bunch of other parts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Peyton Manning. Now, I, I wasn't trying to make a metaphor there. I was actually oh. saying fry some. Actually, zucchini. do that. Actually spread some lemon on it, and you will actually love it. Now, these are the quarterbacks you assigned me. So right. I, okay, Peyton Manning, I thought spinach was perfect. I could not match that. But I went with a carrot stick because a carrot stick, you know, it's orange, right? Go balls. And it, it doesn't have near the, the pop that you think it's going to have, right? And really, like, all the meat of a carrot stick now is at the bottom. There's none of it none of it up top. Anymore. Right. Ah. And, you need, and you need some ranch if you're going to eat it raw. You, Chona. Yeah. What <laughs> the ranch has to do with it, I don't know. You, need, right, you, need, then, you uh, need some weapons. You need, you need Harrison and, and the guys. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady. I got a cucumber. He, you know, he's long and narrow. I mean, he is. He's kind of a lanky guy. He's a little prickly. You know, the, the outside of a cucumber. And you know what? He's cool under fire. He is. He's cool. All the time. All right. Well done. Well done by everybody, I say. A victory for all of us, including you, the listener and viewer, I hope. Enjoy week four, everybody. It promises to be splendid stuff from London all the way out here to California. Football, football, football. Make sure you tune in. 
on Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. It is the NFL Now Game Day Blitz with Elliot Harrison, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, Bucky Brooks, so on and so forth, and me watching all the games along with you join in on that one. Thanks to Ike, thanks to Handsome, thanks to everybody behind the glass, including Sully and Brandon McGee in particular. We'll be back after week four to break it all down for you. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. And take this, Elliot Harrison. Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.